This is the family second program. Preach, preach, For God shall wipe away. Yes, sir. Every tear from the eye. Yes, sir. Get ready for the revolution. Come on. What you say? What's up, everybody? We are so excited you are here today, and you've joined us for the Family Second Program. You heard one of my kids a while ago welcome you to the Family Second Program with some awesome music playing in the background. We're going to have some fun today. We're going to have an awesome time. I am so excited to be with you today. I'm excited about this teaching today about unity, the power of unity. We're on part three of our unity uh, segment, and we want to uplift the family. That's why we're here. That's why we want to do, as I said, before, we've always forgotten what needs to be first in our life. That's why we call us the Family Second Program. Not literally putting the family second, but guess what? If we're putting God first, we're actually putting our family first. That's what we are here to do, and that's what we want to do is uplift you, to encourage you, show you how you can make it, and how what your role is in the family, why God created the family. So that's why we're here today. We're going to have an awesome time. Uh, Kirk is going to be in the background saying, preach, preach up, sometimes today. So we're going to have fun with that. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so, hey, we want to shout out and thank everybody who's listening in your cars, uh, in the library there. It should be quiet. You got your earbuds on and everything. Or you're just out listening uh, wherever you are on your computer. But you know what? We thank you. That's right, for listening today. My beautiful wife, uh, Davina, my four shells, uh, Isabella, Everett, Eva, and Dallas. They thank you for listening. We love all of you. We want to encourage you today and uplift you that you can make it. You can make a difference in your in your home, in your family, and then eventually the world that's out there waiting for you to go and make disciples of Jesus Christ. I want to shout out to everybody listening across the world. Those in Germany, shout out to me. That's right. Those in Brazil, shout out to me. That's right. Brazil. That's right. And those here in this great uh, country of America, shout out to you. I just want you to shout as loud as you can. Just go ahead right now. Go. That's right. Shout out to me. That's right. I think I heard you. I don't know there. All right. But we are so excited you were here today. Well, I want to remind you that uh, the show notes that I have typed out and I'll be uh, coming from that God has given me will be on uh, my LinkedIn page. So if you want to look me up on LinkedIn, go ahead. I, um, I have those on there. Then I'll, I'll have a link on my Facebook page at Philip S. Shelley. If you want to check it out there this week, it's going to be awesome. If you want to read through what I've uh, said and just uh, sh- look at those notes, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Uh, so just uh, check me out there. And it's awesome that you're listening today. And so today we're talking about the power of unity. The last two times that we've come together, we've talked about the call of unity, talking about how the family needs to come together. And through the family, uh, I've said that the family is a microcosm of the church. And if we show uh, the church what the family should look like, then the church would be what it needs to be uh, to the world. And uh, so uh, we've talked about coming together in unity. But the thing is, we need to find out how uh, the power that we can have to bring us together 
together is through spiritual unity. And Paul talks a lot about that, and we're going to be talking about that from the New Testament, from Ephesians. So if you want to turn there, if you have your Bibles, or you, you know, you're just listening somewhere, if you want to read it along with me, uh, I have some homework for you from Ephesians and Acts, so uh, you can read um, uh, this week about it. It's going to be awesome. So I'll be coming from Ephesians 4, uh, 3 through 6. And remember last time I talked about the oneness in Christ, being one with Christ when Christ prayed in John 17 about uh, has how he and his Father are one. And he prayed for us to be one with him and with others, and that's the power of oneness. I want to remind you of that because we're going to be getting uh, further into that. So in Ephesians 4, 3 through 6, it says this. It says, Make every effort to keep yourself united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one Spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. Yeah, there's one word in there that he repeats. He says one. Everybody say one. One. That's right. One. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. That's right. He repeats that word to all. So uh, those are words I want you to focus on and look at. You know, history is important. I love history. Just to let you know that if I were a teacher in the public school system, I would be a history teacher because I love history. I love learning about history because you know what? If we don't learn our history, we are going to repeat it. That's right. We're going to repeat those bad things that happen and we don't want to do that. So we need to learn from it so we can be better people. Um, I love reading Proverbs of the wisdom of Solomon. And what he he's learned through life and through the history uh, that he made, and so uh, we learn through history. And history is important. We learn from our past so we can live a better future. There is a lot we can learn from the early church. All you have to do is read the book of Acts, and you read about the early church and what they started, and how they started, and what the apostles did to start the early church, and how they followed Christ and everything uh, that they did. You know, we can learn a lot from the early church that can lift our families today to their full potential, because that's our ultimate goal, is to reach our full potential. It's not going to happen if we're uh, we just stay silent if we just uh, do our mediocre things and and not trust uh, in Christ and what Christ has for us. We need to go after what Christ has for us. And how we do that? We do it through his word. We do it through prayer, talking to him. We do it through loving our children, loving our wife. We do it through these things and practices and activating those things that we can achieve full potential in Christ. It's an everyday thing. It's an everyday thing that when you wake up, you put your feet on the ground. You say, Lord, I'm going to make it today. I'm going to go today day, and I want to go with you and learn from your word and learn what you have for me today. Can I get an amen? Hmm, that's right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. So, and sp spiritual unity is so much a part of the life and teaching of the early church that Paul, you know, assumed the presence of of such unity. You know, he talks a lot about uh, this spiritual unity because it was such uh, in the part of life in the early church and a part of the teaching of the early church that he just assumed the presence uh, was there of this unity because he saw it. A lot of us today don't see it. <laughs> we don't see it. Uh, Paul talked a lot about it because he saw it. He saw it in the early church. He saw it in the people when they received Jesus Christ, when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. They, they, he saw the spiritual unity of them going the same way, working together. 
So he assumed uh, this unity was everywhere in the early church. So in Ephesians 4, he instructs us to do everything possible to be united in the Spirit. Come on, say it when they say united in the Spirit. Now he assumes right there that spiritual unity is normal in the church when the people in the church live under the control of the Holy Spirit. I want to challenge fathers today to just pray. That's why we have this encounter segment in the middle of my of, of my episodes here is we want an encounter with the Holy Spirit because we want to live under this control of the Holy Spirit. It's not uh, going to control us, but you know what? It's going to help us along the way. It's going to add, is Jesus called an advocate that, that would, that would be there when we, uh, when we need it, when we need the Holy Spirit to speak to our lives, when we need God to speak in our, in us and through us, the Holy Spirit is there. And we want to live under that control uh, for God to bless us. You know what? That means the opposite of unity is division. So the enemy wants to divide God's people and he wants to divide the family. How many families can you think of today that are going in opposite directions, that are divided, that are fighting all the time, that are uh, that are pushing the limits uh, of not even knowing each other? That's what the enemy wants us to do. So it's my goal today, it's my goal uh, throughout this podcast that I want to unite the family because remember, the, the family is a microcosm of what the church should look like. And when the family is living in unity together, going the same way together, not divided in anything, we can show the church what it should look like. And through the church, the world will see how united we are. So that's why Paul told us, and uh, even in Titus, uh, I challenge you to read Titus and Timothy, uh, talking about leaders and how to be a leader. Paul told us uh, to warn a divisive person twice. Then reject him if he does not repent. That's why he warned us that in Titus 3, that if the divisive person uh, does it twice, reject him if he doesn't repent. Because division uh, is very scary in the family. We don't want to, and the enemy wants to divide the family up. So we have to realize, everybody say realize, that's right, realize as a family that spiritual unity is at the very heart of the Christian faith. And the life that binds us as families together. So, and here in this passage of Ephesians, we read, we read one of the most significant statements of spiritual unity. Paul says that in the church, now remember when I say the church, I'm talking about the family first. Okay, the family of Jesus Christ. There is one body, he says, uh, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all. So the word unity, I'm going to be coming from the Greek here. If you're Greek out there, go whoop, whoop. That's right. If you're Greek, that's right. We're coming from the Greek. Unity comes from the Greek word meaning one. Everybody say one. That's right. So whenever you see the word unity in uh, or one in that verse, just think of the word unity because that's where the Greek word comes from. It comes from a unity uh, from the Greek word comes from one. And two things Paul tells us to do is keep united in spirit and two, come to unity in our faith. Let me say it again. He tells us to number one, keep united in spirit and come to unity in our faith. So he presses us to recognize that us together have a dependence. That's right. A dependence on not just Jesus Christ, because we do depend on Jesus, all right? If we're, if you live a Christian life, if you have the Christian faith, you depend on Christ. That's who you depend on. But not just Christ. 
He wants you to recognize that us together have dependence on each other, too. We have a dependence on each other as we learn to minister in love to each other's needs. Because we all have needs. We all have struggles. We all have issues. And it doesn't matter who we are. It doesn't matter uh, what we've been through. It doesn't matter if you're a celebrity. It doesn't matter if everybody knows you, if you're friendly. It doesn't matter if you're quiet or shy or nobody knows you. It doesn't matter who you are. We all have struggles. We all have issues. We've been through stuff. We, we, we have some uh, dark things that we have in our life that no one knows about. Only God knows. It doesn't matter. We do depend on each other as you're living that Christian life. And what we as a family need to know is that this reveals the Holy Spirit as the source of unity. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is the source of unity because it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we can be united. You know what? It also reveals that the faith, everybody say the faith, the faith is the substance of unity. Faith is the substance of unity. So the Spirit overcomes our tendencies of self-centeredness. It overcomes our tendencies of independence, you know, not, not needing anybody. I don't need them. You know, it overcomes our tendencies of self-serving, being selfish. Because that's, that's what, you know, as our human nature is to be selfish, is to get what we get, and that's it. But you know what? The Holy Spirit overcomes those tendencies, and the Holy Spirit draws us together as a family and creates the miracle of oneness Jesus prayed for in John 17. So before I leave you today through our equipping segment, I want to tell you two ways the Hurley Church experienced this profound dimension of spiritual unity. Two ways. Number one, first, they were united in heart. Go ahead and put your fingers on your pulse right now and just listen to your heart and feel your heart right now. It's beating. That's right. Well, you, In Acts 4, it tells us that they were united in heart. Now, in the original Greek, going back to the Greek again, all the Greeks go whoop, whoop. This description means in tune or in sync. And I'm not talking about the boy band, all right? Baby, bye, 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 bye. I'm not talking about that, okay? Uh, but they description the description means in tune or in sync with one another. They were united in heart. Now, let me put it another way for you, so you so you can really get this. They were all going the same way. That's what it meant. There's so many families today going different directions, pulling at different directions that there's no way they can be united in spirit because they're going so many ways. Fathers, I'm speaking to you. Mothers, I'm speaking to you. Get your family together. Go the same direction in the spirit where God is leading you and God will bless your family. So they you, you were united in heart. Then number two, secondly, they were united in mind. Now the mind we think of as the soul. Sometimes it's translated as the soul. Now, in the original Greek, again, Greek, that's right, it was a wonderfully deep meaning. It has this deep meaning. Here it is. It literally means to breathe. Everybody take a deep breath. That's right. It means to breathe or breathe spiritually together. They were breathing spiritually together. The Holy Spirit was blessing them. Together, they were, they were breathing spiritually together. And everything we do either has consequences or has results. Now, I know there's good consequences, but I'd rather have some awesome results. And the results of this quality, there's that word again, quality of spiritual unity were both powerful and they were both practical. They shared everything they had, it says in Acts 4. That's number one. Number two, they witnessed powerfully. And three, great blessing was upon them all. 
says that in Acts 4. That's how they were blessed. That's what they received from uh, being united in heart, being in sync and in tune together, going the same way. And then they were united in mind. Okay? They were breathing spiritually together. So three things there. They shared everything they had. They witnessed powerfully and great blessings were upon them. All of these glorious things took place through the unleashing of the power of the Holy Spirit to the corporate prayers of God's people crying out to him together. That's my challenge to you today is to get together with your family and start praying together. If it's at the dinner table, get in a circle and hold hands and start praying together, corporately together. That's what these people did. They got together and they prayed together, corporately, and they received this unity that God has for us through his Holy Spirit. That's why it's so important as a family to pray together. And it's the responsibility of the Father to rise up and lead your family in prayer, fathers. But here's the thing. Sometimes, and a lot of us know, the fathers are absent sometimes. So the mothers have to rise up. The mothers have to rise up and get your kids together and start praying with them and for them together. But here's the thing. Now both parents in this society are gone, are missing, have checked out. So children, I'm talking to you. Young, young people, I'm talking to you. Maybe you live in a home that God is not the center and both parents aren't there to lift you up and encourage you in prayer. I challenge you today to start talking with your Heavenly Father and give Him your burdens. God is ready right there to take your heavy burden and give you a light one. He's there today. All you have to do is switch your thinking. All you have to do is say, God, today I'm starting right now, trusting in you, praying, reading my word. You have to start sometime. Why not start today? And you might be saying to me, you have no idea of my situation. You might be saying, you know what? I can't switch my thinking. I can't do this. You might be in an abusive situation. You might be in a situation you feel you can't get out of. You've been in it for years, and there's no way, unless you lose everything in the process, there's no way, uh, Philip, that I can get out of this situation. Here's something I want you to know. I don't have easy, any easy solutions for you. I don't. I don't have any easy solutions. I have solutions, <laughs> but I don't have any easy solutions. Because that's what we, we want. We want some easy solutions. We want to be comfortable. Uh, we want to sit back, relax, and let everything take care of itself. It's not going to take care of itself. I don't have any easy solutions for you. And just to let you know, there's nothing easy uh, about getting out of your situation, no matter what it is. No matter what it is, there's no easy solution. But let me tell you this. It's not going to be any easier to stay in that situation. It's not. It's not going to be any easier. And the thing is, down the road, it's going to be more difficult to leave that situation as it grows, as it festers, as, as it becomes big. And here's the thing about that as it grows and becomes much worse, it affects everyone around you and it will affect the people you love and it will hinder and harm the people you love. So I pray today and I challenge you today as we go into our encounter segment today. I want to challenge you and pray for you today. You might be in a situation that you feel you can't get out of. And there's no way I can start today, Philip. There's no way I can do this today. But I want to challenge you about something my dad did. And I love my dad. I love him as a great example of what he was to me and what he is to me still today. About reversing the curse, reversing the generational curse. So here's the thing about my dad. Now, uh, he, he grew up uh, in a home that... Um, his dad was an alcoholic. Uh, he used to tell me stories and drive me by some of the old houses he used to live in. And uh, as a, 
I grew up and he used to tell me stories about his dad taking him, uh, you know, to the bar and sitting him on a bar stool and, and, uh, about his, uh, his brothers, his, his dad's brothers, the Shelley brothers, you know, um, and the fights and the things they used to do. And just, 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 the, just the, you know, the generational curse that was upon their life. But then he turned it around and he would tell me stories about when he met my mom and, and how he turned his life around. And, and he, he, he told himself that he wouldn't touch a, a drop of alcohol. And through his switching his thinking, through him making a, a determination in his heart and in his mind, knowing that he was raising his family for the glory of God, he broke those generational curses upon his family. He broke those generational curses that were upon his dad and his mom and their 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 family. And so today I live and I, I breathe a unity in Christ because of my dad, because of the decisions he made as a young adult when he accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Savior and him determining in his mind saying, I'm not going to raise my family like my dad raised me. But I'm going to make a difference. And here's the thing. When he made that decision, generations from now, through my children and through my children's children and through my children's children's children, <laughs> you know what? God's going to be glorified. I don't know what's going to happen. I pray every day for my uh, generations to come that they make a difference in this world until the Lord comes. And who knows what's going to happen. But I know the Lord has a plan and has a perfect plan for your life. All you got to do is make that decision today. So let's pray together. And let's have that encounter with the Holy Spirit. Receive that Holy Spirit today so he can help you get out of that situation. So Lord, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for every man, every woman, every child listening today to this podcast. I pray, Lord God, whatever situation they're in, may it be abusive, may it be uh, whatever it is, God, I just pray, Lord, that you help them get out of that situation to switch their thinking and go towards you, go towards your unity, your spiritual unity as a family of God and as a church. So, Lord, I just pray for the Holy Spirit to come into their lives. I pray, speak to their heart right now. Whatever you want to speak to them, to encourage them, to lift them up, to break that curse in their life today. It's up to them, God. It's up to them to switch the thinking, switch the seed that you have planted in their life. God, so you, they can go forward with you. They can teach their family, raise up a generation to come for your glory and your kingdom. Lord, allow your Holy Spirit to work in their lives every day as they get up, as they wake up and open their eyes, Lord, to speak to their hearts every day. Lord, I pray against the enemy of division right now in their life. I pray against the enemy that wants to divide them because the enemy knows that if they divide the family, God, they tear apart what you have created. So, Lord, I pray against that in the name of Jesus. You said you will build your church upon the rock and the gates of hell will not prevail. So, Lord, I pray, God, that you prevail. I pray you give us the keys of authority today to lock those gates up and, Lord, to encourage each family. Because you said when the enemy comes in like a flood, you will raise up a standard. And, Lord, I know today you have raised up that standard in each family today. So I pray in the name of Jesus, touch those lives, touch those hearts, touch those minds today. Every man, every woman, every child 
that wants more of you. And I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, amen. That's right. Amen. I didn't hear you. Come on. I didn't hear you. Come on. Okay. So, all right. Well, that was awesome. And God is going to bless you. God is going to help you. And God is there. So activate as we move into our activation segment today. So there's three things, or actually four things I want you to do uh, through your activation uh, to this week into unifying in the spirit. Two things. Number one is two things you need to strive for in the family. Number one, be united in heart. And number two, be united in mind or soul. Okay, so read chapter four of Acts if you want to know how to do that and what the early church did. Pray together for this kind of unity in your family. That's number one. Number two, learn what pleases God. How do we learn what pleases God, Philip? Does he just tell us? Actually, he already did through his word. Through his word, he told us what pleases him. So we need to read it. That's right. And not just us. We need to read it to our family. So anytime you have time to read to your family, at night, at the dinner table, in the morning, some of us don't have a lot of time in the morning because we're always rushing out the door, but some find a time that is good for your family to read the Bible and learn what pleases God because it's there in, in the Word, okay? And so number three, your family needs to be in community. How do we activate this kind of unity? Well, your family needs to be in community. That means you need to find a church, find a church family that can encourage you and your family to reach its full potential. And once you get involved in the church and in that community, start volunteering uh, together as a family, helping those in need, because that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to meet the needs around us. And then number four. That's right. I have a number four. You have a number four? Yes, I have a number four. I want you to do two things. I want you to read Ephesians 4 and Acts 4. Read those things about spiritual unity and how the early church reached their full potential in Christ through being united in heart and be united in mind. So do these things today, and you can uplift your family and encourage your family. Praise God. Thank you for listening today. Uh, that's all I have for you. I hope you got something out of this today. I hope uh, you receive uh, th- uh, the power of this unity that we need to show to the world. It starts in the family. It starts in the family, fathers, mothers, uh, children. It starts in the family. Show unity with each other. I know sometimes we don't want to do it, but you know what? Pray for strength. Pray for that strength. I'll be praying for you. Pray for me as I pray for you and we can do this thing together. Remember the show notes. If you want to look at those, uh, they'll be on my LinkedIn page, Philip Shelley. And uh, also uh, I'll have a link on Facebook at Philip S. Shelley. So make sure you look those up. I want you to thank you. I want to thank you for listening. If you always want to send us something, if you want to uh, send us uh, something in the mail, you can do that through our P.O. Box. It's P.O. Box 592224. That's P.O. Box 592224, San Antonio, Texas, 78261. Or if you want to email me anything, I would love to hear from you, see how God's blessing you and uh, how he's blessing your family and encouraging you. That's at Philip S. Shelley. That's P-H-I-L-I-P-S. Shelley, S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, at gmail.com. So make sure you, uh, you, uh, you know, Hit me up there. Uh, We want to say thank you again for listening. And remember, wherever you go. And also remember, this has been a P. Shells Diva Divine for Shells production. And remember, don't divide, unify. That's right. I'm shooting up the deuces. Peace.